0: news talk sports now back to the experts on am 980 live to air. We're actually in the lobby right up against the glass, so if you're traveling down York Street, just take a look, say hello, WAVE, 14th annual Women's Lifestyle Show at the London Convention Centre, on for the next little hour or so, and then tomorrow they're back at it for day two of a a great show, the one I highly recommend. You and your girlfriends, they they seem, Emily, to be coming in threes. Girlfriends, right? The BFFs (laughs) and the, uh, the Gal Pals are coming in great numbers.
1: Yes, it makes it easier to try new things when you have some Gal Pal power.
0: And try Trying new things is what it's all about, and uh, not only at your display that we'll be talking about, but your experience just being in the ballroom. There's lots to see, lots to do, lots to try, free sampling and shopping.
1: Absolutely. My daughters are in there enjoying getting their hair done and their makeup done. There's tons of things to try and food and samples.
0: It's a very busy world. In fact, I don't think it's been busier.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I would say so. Absolutely. And, And
0: with that busyness comes some stress, comes some anxiety. Comes for some depression and being and feeling overwhelmed. Well, the voice you've just heard, Emily, Emily is a social worker and psychotherapist, Emily Beekmans, and she works with kids, youth, adults, couples, families, groups, and industry. And uh, listen to her credentials. She graduated from Western with her Bachelor of Arts in Sociology and her Bachelor of Social Work, both with honors. She went on to complete her master's degree at the University of Toronto in Social Work. And in 2011, it wasn't such a good time. Emily was diagnosed with breast cancer and was no longer able to work in the medical setting. So she said, world, I'll show you. And she opened a private practice so that she could work while fighting cancer. And from the Go Girl file, she uses her story to educate, empower, and motivate all of us to care better for ourselves while juggling the work and the family and life challenges. And we're at the Women's Lifestyle Show. So we're really talking to women too.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that um, as mothers and as women, we often put our needs last and we put everybody else in front of us. And, you know, we're having to raise children, um, work, uh, juggle friends in a social life. And often people will seek me out because they've collapsed under all the stress and pressure of having to balance all those different things in their life.
0: Emily, it's not a new message, but more women need to get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that we just assume we have to be these super women that do absolutely everything. And, and I think what cancer taught me was that, um, you know, it sort of put a stop to all that multitasking and having to do things at 100 miles an hour all the time. And it made me sort of prioritize what was most important in my life. And you
0: got to know those moms because you actually began working with children and families. That's where you started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I started working um, doing case management with children and families and uh, got to know the community very, very well before moving on to the hospital.
0: What do you say to those who call you and say, I'm thinking about coming to visit you? Tell us about the environment that you set.
1: Well, right now, I'm located at the Sunningdale Health and Wellness Center, and I have an entire floor to myself that is set up kind of like a living room lounge. Um, It's very welcoming and warm, uh, wanting you to come and sit down and relax and feel like it's your own living room to chat. I also have plenty of art supplies and games for children and families as well. So, you know, I try and create a level of comfort so that people can feel free to talk about whatever's challenging them and find some solutions. And
0: build on that. What does that initial conversation include?
1: Well, the initial conversation when someone calls me is I always want to explore what they're looking for to see if it's a match with my services and also to reassure them about the process. Um, So the first time someone comes with me, they debrief, tell me what's going on in their life, and we look at different things that they want to change because this is on their agenda and what they're looking for. And often they will leave after the first session feeling like we have a path that we're going to go down and things that we can work on that'll help.
0: With the skills and the many of them that you've learned through uh, all of the education that you've achieved, I guess... Some aren't quite so open or may know the answers to your questions. So Mm -hmm. that's where that discovery comes through, your expertise.
1: Absolutely. I I truly believe that anybody who comes and sees me, they're the expert in their life, not me. Um, I am the one that asks the questions to get them to think about things and to reflect on parts of their life that uh, they feel may need some tweaking. However, I am not the expert on them by any means. Although I have a lot of education and um, do upgrading all the time, I do believe that each person that comes through my door is unique and that their needs need to be heard and listened to. And I try and customize anything I do to their skills.
0: Mm -hmm. This is coming from me and not from you. You are a social worker. You are a psychotherapist. And there may be others who have services that may be perceived as being like yours, but really, Emily Beekman's is unique.
1: Absolutely. I think the one thing that's different about me is that I do have the educational background. However, I also have the experience working in many different settings and working with lots of different populations. And that's why I have such a variety of people that come and see me because I have been able to offer them support in many different ways because of the experiences that I've had.
0: You say a vast or a good variety of people come to see you, but you have a vast and a good variety of people, as part of your network of expertise?
1: Absolutely. Um, I truly believe that uh, just like we need a community to raise a child, I think that all of us need a community of different perspectives to deal with our health and our mental health in particular. And so at the clinic where I am located right now, we have a rehab team of chiropractors, physiotherapists, dietitians, acupuncturists, as well as family doctors who specialize in different areas so that it's like a one-stop shop. right? Mm -hmm. And I really rely on those people and their perspectives so that I'm ensuring that my clients' needs come first.
0: As an educator, I deal quite often with mental health. And to be frank, I don't know exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. And so there would be issues that would cross your path. And uh, it's so critical that we get the right answers Mm -hmm. and get the people on that right path through you.
1: Absolutely. I think that um, industry is getting more and more in tune to the fact that the uh, personalities in the workplace, their employees, or, you know, for example, a teacher with their students, that understanding those personalities and understanding different um, mental health issues allows them to teach or to lead their workers much better.
0: Do you think more businesses, more corporations, small, medium, large in the London area should be calling you?
1: Absolutely. I get called out to human resources and by management all the time because they often want to reflect on how they're maybe instigating um, conflict in the workplace. They want to learn about their personality so they can support their staff even more. And what I do is go out there and support them in that way and mediate between their employees. And often uh, I help develop relationships where they're much more efficient and comfortable coming to work.
0: And those businesses who would be wise to contact you are also, let's tell it like it is, Um, are looking to reduce the number of sick days.
1: Absolutely. And mental health is known to be one of the leading causes of sick days, especially when there's anxiety and stress at work. You want to offer a healthy work environment so that your employee looks forward to coming in and enjoys their work environment. And also, if there's things that are going on at home that are causing stress and anxiety, it often will interfere with their productivity. So being able to have someone that comes in like myself to offer support to every level, um, it helps them refocus so they can be there to work I'm
0: going to move to stress in a moment but just a couple of things on your services that you provide One can get an appointment with you, Emily, within a week.
1: Yes. One of the, uh, I think the main struggles that people bring forward to their family doctors and different services is the long wait time. So I make sure that I recontact you right away and that absolutely you get in within a week so that you know that you're getting the help that you need.
0: You work late and you can work on Saturdays.
1: Absolutely. Um, We work until eight o'clock at night and also on weekends as well.
0: And not known to many Benefit plans may assist.
1: Absolutely. Benefit plans sometimes have something called an employment assistance plan, but they also have supplementary um, benefits for the services of a social worker. And so I try and fit any... anybody in that either has benefits or not, and I always gear my fees towards the benefit coverage, or if you don't have benefit coverage, I will gear it towards your income. Um, I've never turned anybody away.
0: Would there be a requirement for someone who would then put that through uh, with their plan that you would have something in writing or a, uh, a complete analysis of one's health scenario?
1: Not necessarily. You know, when they seek out services with me, it is very confidential through their benefits. They receive a receipt. They have to hand that in with a number on that they put in for their insurance, but that's it.
0: Want to motivate more businesses to be active with Emily Beekman's, and I want to motivate more AM90 to listeners who have a plan, but may, may not at this point have known that it would qualify or could potentially uh, qualify. The word stress is just thrown out there, and I'd like you to bring some expertise and clarity to what that word means to you.
1: Well, what stress means to me is there is a healthy level of stress that we all have that motivates us in life. What happens is because we have so many multiple demands, our fight or flight often gets triggered and that fight or flight will often turn into anxiety or depression. And so in depression, um, you know, someone may completely shut down with anxiety. They might avoid and run away from things because it's just too much right? The expectations in our life these days is we're expected to do everything and anything, and we're expected to always be available. And so that gives us very little time to shut off our brain, push everything aside, and really just have quiet time for our brain to rest and to rejuvenate itself. We also have very little family time. Mm -hmm. When children come and see me and we try and come up with a reward system to deal with some of their behaviors, their number one request is more family time.
0: And technology has divided the family.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I would say that I'm probably the worst culprit at times when the kids and I are around the table and uh, we're all on our cell phones. I have to purposely say to them, let's shut off technology so that we can have time together. Absolutely.
0: And there isn't one job description out there that doesn't say, are you a multitasker? Like it just seems that it's built into our requirement.
1: Absolutely. And you know, cancer taught me through chemotherapy and afterwards, I was warned that my uh, mental makeup would sort of change. But what really changed is I can't multitask as well. And my children often will say to people, you know, we just want to let you know, my mom has something called chemo brain, (laughs) where she can't do too much at once.
0: It's nice to be able to smile about it now, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And so what that taught me was that I think multitasking sets us up to fail and stress us out at times and doing one thing at a time and often slowing down allows us do things properly. I
0: would never promise cancer on you, Emily, but Mm -hmm. it puts you in a better place in the future, hasn't it? Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would never wish it on anybody whatsoever, but I think it taught me lots of life lessons and I think it made me sort of fall in love with life again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, there are lots of services that are provided. Here's one uh, testimonial from about Emily Beekman's. Emily helped me through one of the hardest times in my life. She was patient. She was kind always made me feel okay with my emotions. I learned how to care for myself, and I respect the emotional process. Nice, among many, uh, wonderful testimonials. Counseling services, rehabilitation, and legal services. There's much more ahead that we'll be talking about with Emily Beekmans. If you are stressed, you are a multitasker, and it just seems to be getting overwhelming. You are anxious about some things, and maybe you see... Or others have said to you, I see you slipping into depression, this might be the best time to make the call to Emily Beekman's. And here's that number, 226-378-3314. That's 226-378-3314. Of course, this show will become a podcast on AM 980. Look for the experts link. So if you miss the number or miss it when we roll it out again before the top of the hour, it will be right here on the podcast. And you'll find Emily at Beekmans.ca. We're live to air the 14th Annual Women's Lifestyle Show at the London Convention Centre. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. This half hour presented by Emily Beekman's and uh, she provides many services, and we're touching on just a few of them in the uh, half hour that we have uh, with Emily. Uh, Emily began working with children and families, and that continues today.
1: Yes, absolutely. I really enjoy working with children and families. Um, That's where I started. Now it's a bit of a different model. Um, I see children of all different ages. And the model that I go by is that the family usually comes in, I meet with the parents first to sort of understand what's happening. I then meet with the parent and the child. And, you know, sometimes the parent will stay. Um, It doesn't bother me at all whether a parent sticks around. I don't need to have the child on their own because I am a stranger. And um, often, when the child gets comfortable with me,
0: that doesn't last long. Though.
1: No, no, it doesn't. Um, I end up, uh, you know, doing arts and crafts or games with them, just to get them comfortable. And they're all emotionally based games, so that they learn the language of emotions. Is
0: there also something to be said, Emily, for earning their trust?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, often uh, you will see me with the children down on the floor. Um, You know, we'll be sitting at a table together, both drawing and exchanging stories about, you know, what we're drawing in different colors and things like that. I think that, you know, just having quiet time with these kids often allows them to open up more and um, typically they come up with great solutions. We'll talk about different things that are happening at home and school that the parents are worried about, and they give me their perspective, and often they're the ones that come up with resolutions. Then for the last 10 or 15 minutes of the session, I bring the parents back, either one parent or the other or together, and the child will present what they've come up with so the family then can practice those things at home. Because reality is, I meet with these kids for an hour every couple weeks. I'm not there at home all the time. And I think it's really important that the family come up with solutions that work for them and on when a daily basis. The, and when the
0: parents hear it from the kids, that's golden, right? It's, Absolutely. It's, it's through you, but it's not necessarily coming from you.
1: Absolutely. And especially when the child is experiencing some different stresses, especially when divorce and separation is happening. I think that the child being able to express themselves in a healthy way makes everybody healthier in the family.
0: Nobody likes divorce or separation, but it can really impact kids to the point where they start Faltering and are failing in school?
1: Absolutely. You know, often teachers will notice that the child is unable to pay attention or they're acting out in certain ways. So, you know, bringing it to a safe, quiet place where they can process that without fear um, is really important and helps them readjust with both parents.
0: When I've been with experts and they've been talking about health, one of the themes that I've learned over the years, that people tend to generally allow it to go too long before Mm -hmm. they address it. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. You know, most people who contact me, it's because there has been an event that has pushed them to the limit or pushed them over the edge. And it
0: shouldn't take that much. If we were all able to just... uh get into the management mode of it sooner, we'd mm-hmm. all be better off.
1: Absolutely. But I think there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear that um, I'm going to psychoanalyze them and I'm going to find everything wrong with them and, and that they're abnormal. And and I think that's an ongoing fear of what mental health professionals do. And and in fact, it's like a casual conversation. And, and as I said, you're the expert of you. And I, I want to hear feedback from you so that we can work together and solve forward. Um, so absolutely, you know, when things come up that are challenging, it's nice to see people comfortable reaching out.
0: I'm going to put one out there. That's a recent experience for me. Mm -hmm. I have a student who needs to get her G Mm -hmm. license and, uh, she has great anxiety Mm -hmm. over getting behind the wheel of a car. Mm -hmm. A is that common B what could you do for her? Well,
1: yes, I do think it's common because I have a 17-year-old boy who I've been pushing <laughs> to get his license so I don't have to drive him around anymore. He's probably listening and cursing me right now for so saying that. So there are
0: more people than we realize Absolutely. who have a struggle with getting behind the wheel and actually driving a car.
1: Absolutely. And I think for someone like that, I would need to meet with them to explore what her experiences have been in the driver's seat or even her experiences being a passenger. You know, maybe in an early age, she was in a car accident. It may not have been a major one, but it's something that is triggered every time she's put in control of this vehicle, because it's overwhelming and scary that maybe another accident will happen. Maybe it's a family member that has had an accident or someone who's passed away. So it would be a matter of me getting to know her, talking to her, knowing her timelines, and then coming up with strategies to help push her towards getting that goal.
0: So uh, through your psychotherapy, what are other uh, more common anxieties?
1: Um, I would say people have anxiety over any change in their life. Um, You know, people will seek me out when they have a breakup or when they have a job change um, that causes them anxiety. Having a child can cause a lot of anxiety. It's a huge life transition, right? And some women going through menopause or cancer like I did, often the medications and the hormonal changes will push them that way as well.
0: When women, because we're at the Women's Lifestyle Show, come to you with the stress and the anxiety and maybe slipping into depression, whether they have children or not, how engaged should their partner be in that process of healing and getting these solutions? Getting
1: support. Mm. I mean, I think that it is an important component of it. There has been times where I have met with people um, for a couple of sessions and their partner has come in just to give some feedback or where my client would like to present to their partner what they need to move forward.
0: Well, you've said that you'd love to take calls, so I think we should maybe do that on our next occasion.
1: absolutely.
0: Emily Beekmans, you'll find her online at Beekmans. Let's spell it out, B-E-E-C-K-M-A-N-S. That's Beekmans.ca and Emily's number. Give her a call. Mention you heard her on AM980's Experts from the women's show today, 226 378 3314. What a pleasure to have you on the radio.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Coming up next, Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center with Dr. Sandra Lee and Sonia Arnaldo. That's coming up next from the Women's Lifestyle Show at the London Convention Center.